Welcome to Co-Produced, the podcast about the many hands that make cool things and how they come together. This podcast is sponsored by Hightail, the creative collaboration and file sharing platform that keeps your ideas moving. When agency Something Massive received a call from fledgling baby food brand Plum Organics, the agency's founder, Rebecca Coleman, got excited. Plum Organics was looking for a way to bring awareness to their brand, but Rebecca already knew them all too well. She had fed their product to her own baby that morning. Through a partnership that seemed destined to be, Something Massive and Plum Organics worked together to find the perfect branding to help the company stand out. Something Massive zeroed in on the rising backlash against marketing campaigns that featured unattainably idyllic depictions of parenthood. Instead, they chose to embrace imperfection and branding that's real, raw, and most recently, a little sexy. We spoke to members of both teams to find out how these parts came together to create a Digiday Award-nominated campaign that captures the brand spirit flawlessly. My name is Dana Newyar, and I am the SVP of Strategy and Engagement at Something Massive. Uh, when we first got the call that they were looking for an agency partner, you could hear Rebecca, who's one of our founders, from all the way down the hall. She was so excited. I was like, you guys, you guys you're not going to believe this. Hi, I'm Rebecca Coleman, founder of Something Massive. I had only just come back from taking some time off with my newborn, and I was sitting at my desk, and my phone rang, and it was a consultant who was searching for a new digital agency. They were still growing as a brand. They were very much a, a bit of a startup, Silicon Valley-feeling brand when we first started working with them. They actually brought pouched baby food to the U.S. At the time, it had only been jarred baby food. And, you know, they really needed awareness for both the brand and the format that they were introducing. So she starts explaining uh, the story and she said, you know, I have this new client. It's called Plum Organics. It's a line of baby food. And she started going into a whole diatribe. And I said, wait, 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 you don't have to explain anything. You can stop right there. And she said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, I have a baby who literally just started solids. So I was able to tell this consultant, I fed my baby this product this morning. And I, I sort of felt like it was intrinsic, like knowing how to get people interested in this was the perfect combination of me as a consumer and mom and me as a marketer. My name is Katie Caswell, and I am the vice president of brand engagement and marketing communications at Plum Organics. We first started working with Something Massive late in 2011, and they were only a few years old. We had never brought on an agency partner before. It started with a website redesign, and eventually they were working with us on a ton of our social strategy. And most recently, they've worked on our broader umbrella of Parenting Unfiltered, which we launched together in 2015. And if you look at the history of advertising around baby, baby products, it's almost exclusively happy babies, happy parents, this really idyllic portrayal of what family life is like. And when you match that with the proliferation of social media and the pressure that people, especially parents, feel to share how perfect life is, how perfect their babies and kids are, nothing really felt real or honest in the space anymore. And around two years ago, we started to notice a bit of a backlash in the space, Moms were posting Pinterest fails. Um, Instagram accounts like asshole parents were becoming really popular. And we saw it as a real opportunity to show parenting in a more realistic light, to really 
live up to the brands for parents by parents credo by putting our money where our mouth is and telling parents we get it and we're right there with them. So the goal of Parenting Unfiltered is really to take the pressure off of parents and build trust by saying and even celebrating that, you know, the reality is that parenting is not perfect. Parenting is beautiful and hard and ugly and messy and amazing and all of these different things. And the last thing you need to worry about is how to get healthy, nutritious food into your baby's hands. That's where Plum comes in and makes parents' lives a little bit easier. Indeed, parenting isn't perfect. And there's one more thing that it's not. Sexy. In 2016, Plum decided to get real with parents about getting down. Luckily, it wasn't the brand's first time. We've, we've always kind of gone into more provocative topics. We had touched upon sex in a Mother's Day and Father's Day activation we did. We had real parents tell stories to new parents about some experience they went through and how you two will get through it. Just kind of take, take it from me, one parent to another. And one of our letters was called Dear New Mom Who Maybe Never Wants to Have Sex Again. And it broached the subject of not wanting to have sex after kids because I'm a mom. I can attest to this. It's not the first thing that's on your mind in the first six weeks, six months, year after having your first baby. It was so successful and the engagement was so high and people were so excited about the fact that we went there and we're having that conversation that it was really validating to us that this was subject matter we had permission to talk about. My name is Ariel Brogi and I'm the creative director at Something Massive. Being a baby food company and talking about sex, I think there's so many ways you could go wrong. There's a fine line between being judgy versus acknowledging an issue. Uh, we had this idea to kind of make it a movement. You know, we wanted it to, you know, feel empowering and, you know, create this language that feels like propaganda, feels like a movement while incorporating a sexual innuendo without being creepy. I remember working late at night with the team, turning these phrases over and over, trying to find the right sort of rallying cry. And I, you know, went home had uh, one of those terrible nights sleep where your, your body is sleeping and your mind's kind of still working. And I woke up and I was in the shower and as one often does in the shower, I was thinking of Uncle Sam. Somehow Do Your Part popped into my mind and then instantly, because we had been talking about um, you know partners having more sex, the nerd just kind of automatically attached itself. After more than six years together, Something Massive and Plum had forged a seamless, reliable partnership. But reliable isn't always inspiring. To keep the spark alive, Something Massive got creative. When we came to their offices in Emeryville to present the Do Your Partner campaign, we asked for the conference room in advance. We laid out rose petals on the table. We made a Spotify mix of mood-setting jazz music. We dimmed the lights. <laughs> yeah, there was, the atmosphere was right. It was, uh, it was, it was a scene. They had rose petals and flowers and and chocolates, and they made the setting very romantic. It was very funny. The pitch was well received. With just a few months to make something magical, the team rolled up their sleeves and got started sometimes splitting the work, sometimes finding partners who could work fast. I wrote the script as part of the pitch. So the script was fully written, and uh, the collaboration with the script 
didn't really happen until we brought on the director. Um, and, and at that point, um, it started to get to be a collaborative process. My name's Alex Buono. I'm a director, and uh, on this spot, I was the creative director. Well, I was the director of photography of the film unit at Saturday Night Live for 17 seasons. I was a big fan of his. He was the cinematographer for some of my favorite uh, SNL short videos. Um, there was Santa Baby with Ryan Gosling. He did Farewell with Mr. Bunting, which was the um, take on Dead Poets Society. There was a Midnight Coterie of Sinister Intruders, which was like a take on a hypothetical Wes Anderson uh, horror movie trailer. Um, and that last one in particular, I think, was stylistically a big influence. Um, and, you know, kind of Wes Anderson in general. What the Something Massive team wanted to do felt really familiar to me. One of the reference spots that we were using, you know, there was that series of ads that Wes Anderson did for AT&T for BBDO that had a lot. It was very theatrical and very presentational, and there was a lot of movement of set pieces and movement of the different actors through the set. It was sets that were attached to each other, so, you know, the camera would swing and suddenly you'd be in a different environment. Um, and certainly that's an aspect of a lot of Wes Anderson's uh, approach to in his films. But it was something that I wanted to try incorporating in a small way, you know, just the idea of connecting these three sets together so that Katie could walk through them and it could be a much faster, you wouldn't have to have these transitions. You could have said, okay, well, this will be three different bedroom locations. Let's go and find three, three different bedrooms. Um, and I was really happy that you know, when I walked in and said, or what if we built three like identical rooms that have the same dimensions and we connect them to each other and Katie is walking from one to the next through like closet doors, wouldn't that be cool? And the fact that something massive immediately were like, yeah, that's great. Let's do that was so fun that whenever you get a the opportunity to like build something so uh, design specific, it's a real treat. I love this one. I think it's great. Does this look familiar? End of a long day. The kids are asleep. You finally get a moment to yourselves. And what do you do? Not each other. Just because you're parents doesn't mean that your phone should get fondled more than you do. Hey, did you guys know that you could totally be having sex right now? That's the spirit. So what's the problem? I just fell asleep with my eyes open. I'm lost in a clickbait wormhole. I've dealt with enough bodily fluids for one day. I don't want to upset Larry. Get over it, Larry. Ah, too late. Larry's upset. So that was that was a one-day shoot. So it was a 12-hour day. Um, and it, it actually felt a lot like an SNL spot um, in that it was like a one-day build, one-day shoot. Um, my editor on this was Adam Epstein, who co was my collaborator in the editorial department at Saturday Night Live for all those years. And one of the concessions that Something Massive made for me, even though it might not have been as comfortable for them, was we had Adam edit this remotely out of New York. Um, and I was able to look at cuts and give him notes, but part of me felt like, look, I, Adam, I'm so comfortable with Adam's work. He's, he's so good at this style. You know, I mean, Adam can cut a spot like this in, in half a day. If you're, if you're looking at the SNL timeline that he has to deal with every week is we deliver him footage on a Friday night, hopefully by 7 PM, sometimes by the next morning at 7 AM. 
and he's got to get it on the air that night. And it's got it's still got to be mixed. It's still got to be colored, all that stuff. So he can cut a spot very fast. And so this was a spot that he could assemble very quickly. And then there was the usual process of working with something massive and working with the client to address notes. And on this particular spot, I'd say tonally and pacing wise, it came together very quickly. We briefed them at the end of 2016, I'm sorry, 2015, and the campaign went live shortly before Valentine's Day. So the entire thing came together in two months. Uh, for Do Your Partner, there was quite a bit of divide and conquer, and that takes an agency with um, a collaborative spirit and, and small egos, and it takes um, a marketing team that respects the fact that there are going to be little mistakes on both sides and that we're willing to take on a chunk of the work ourselves. You know, there was points in time during the Do Your Partner campaign where, you know, there was a week or two where something Massive's team just focused on design and development of the microsite, and our team took on the consumer experience and the copywriting and just said, okay, we're going we're gonna to tackle that, and you guys focus on this, and then let's swap. We'll do some QA on the dev stuff, and you'll help refine our copy. And it was we just kind of passed things back and forth. Um, there were many late-night phone calls where we were rewriting scripts together on the phone. Uh, luckily uh, for, for me and my team at Plum, we have a really unique Marcom model where we've got an, uh, a copywriter, a, a, a designer, as well as um, some really creative um, marketers that sit within our team. So we have the capability of doing some of the work ourselves and have the expectation that there'll be room at the table for us to do that. We are in a committed relationship. We are raising a family of products together. And this brief was a reminder that we needed to nurture our relationship together. That was Katie Caswell from Plum Organics, Dana Neuer, Rebecca Coleman, and Ariel Brogy from Something Massive, and campaign director Alex Buono, sharing how they shook up the parenting market with something a little provocative. Co-produced is a mini-series about the power of collaboration, sponsored by Hightail, the creative collaboration platform that helps teams streamline the creative process. Visit Hightail.com for a free trial. I, I question every parenting decision I've ever made in my life. When my older son was four years old, he was in the backseat of the car. I was driving him home from preschool. He found a little Super Mario figurine in the backseat. And he said, oh, mom, I found my Super Mario figurine. And I said, great. And he said, wow, this guy sure has a big nose. And I said, what did you just say? And he said, he has a big nose. And I said, no, what word did you say in between big and nose? And he said, where did you hear that he said from you and dad all the time so that was my one of my favorite i mean four years old not only did he drop his first f-bomb but he did it in context so i was a little bit proud but mostly mortified <laughs>